News Radio 923. 923. Informative, local, dependable. Mr. Wright, for the record. I recall I did replay, I think you'll recall that I did play nights in the sandbox for flood defenders for quite a while until staff held meetings with opposing developer engineers outside the sunshine regarding LDC technical standards and failed to show me the same respect I shared. Those meetings resulted in proposed land development revisions to exclude NOAA Atlas 14 after it had been in the code since March and after a Channel 3 August 22 interview that said it was gonna be in there. I felt it necessary to change advocacy tactics to bring the light to what appeared to be hidden from the public because your ears were already closed. All right, this is Chris Kerb. He is a Flood Defenders a lobbyist operating in Escambia in Santa Rosa County, longtime employee of Escambia County in the flood, flooding air, stormwater mitigation. That's his uh, his past, and now he's advocating for, uh, you know, the uh, Flood Defenders. Um, there's been quite a bit of tension between him and uh, uh, the employees in Santa Rosa County staff and, and also between him and Colton Wright, the chairman, former chairman, uh, it's going to be of the Santa Rosa County Commission. Um, I wanted to start with this when we talked to Devan Cook, the uh, Santa Rosa County Administrator, because I just want to get the facts in this, and I don't feel like I have them, and I want to make sure that I do have them going forward. Devan Cook is the Santa Rosa County Administrator. Uh, he joins us every Tuesday after they have the Monday committee meetings. Uh, Devan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. So I know at least one part of what he said is sort of not relevant because there's no obligation for sunshine uh, one way or the other when staff meet with people. They meet with people all the time. And individual commissioners meeting with people, there's no – or you meeting with somebody. There's no sunshine requirements there, so that's kind of a uh, out-of-bounds sort of comment. But this NOAA Atlas 14 business and using the current rainfall data versus old rainfall data on which to base our standards, what defines a 25, 50, 100, 500-year flood – I don't feel like I really understood it as many hours as I've heard people talk about it. So what is what is really going on here? What is the standard and why is all this fighting going on over which standard we're using? Can you explain? I'll try to to do it briefly. It's a little bit of a uh, complicated story, but I'm sure uh, Santa Rosa County back in the 90s uh, chose to increase our stormwater requirements for stormwater holding ponds from it, initially, there was none. It went, we went to 10-year, then we went to 25. Then we went to a 100-year uh, storm requirement for holding ponds. And that's uh, significant because um, neighboring counties are like at 25. So we already have a much greater requirement for our stormwater capacity in holding ponds. The <clears throat> and, and I remember, by the way, I think the, the presentations that Brad Baker has given on this over the couple of meetings and your uh, uh, your engineer, very useful for understanding that, you know, some subdivisions are built to a higher standard because gradually over time we improve the standard. And so, you know, the subdivisions that have had the flooding are the ones that were built before the modern standards were in place. So I appreciate all that information. Go ahead. So, so um, some local engineers reached out to our engineering department and said, please look at the data. You know, our holding ponds are not the problem, the current ones. And so our uh, engineering environmental department did an 
exhaustive study and found that the flooding problems we are currently having uh, are based are, are from old holding ponds before there was a standard or when it was just like the 10-year standard. The 100-year standard that we're currently using, we have not had any problems with the holding pond. So after that study was done, uh, Brad and the staff presented that to the board and said, we don't feel it's appropriate to change the rainfall data uh, that we're using. And so um, we would like to stay with the current rainfall data because we have such a high requirement for storage capacity. Now, one thing I want to be sure and point out is that, that I learned and, and a lot of our staff learned, the NOAA Atlas 14 is based on rainfall data that has, has been collected, but there are only two rain gauges that it's been used for in, in the scheme in Santa Rosa County. One is at the Pensacola Regional Airport, one is in Jay, Florida. So that rainfall data, we felt like, as as you know, we can get you know ten inches in one part of the county and none in another. So right. that rainfall data, we did not feel like was was necessarily accurate for our county. But our but our information that we gathered and all the statistics and the the data that that we have indicated that that's not the problem. Uh, we have had some problems with some of the way some of the ponds were constructed, but we modified that in the LDC to for a, a, a higher a requirement for like the the uh, overflow to be concrete rather than dirt and some things like that. But and NOAA Atlas uh, 15 is scheduled to come out soon, and uh, that will be based on Doppler rainfall data, not just on these two rain gauges. So. You know, obviously we'll look at that when it comes out, but there was no evidence to to say that we needed to change what we're currently using. And, you know, that was what staff recommended. Um, there were no back backdoor type tactics. We we had a, a presentation to the board, a, a slideshow uh, presentation for the board, and, um, um, you know, presented that to them and so that's the decision they made and and we stand by that and the staff is comfortable with that and of course you know we're the ones that that have to answer if there is a problem right. so we're very comfortable with with what was done just a, a very just a technical question i don't know the answer to uh is 13 and no atlas 13 is that what we're currently using no we're using an old rainfall curve and it's one that the dot had published uh, years ago, okay. and it is old, and DOT is DOT is going away for, from it from their purpose. Right, he said that yesterday. But, okay, uh, but but the data we're using, um, and and I'm afraid I can't adequately explain this, but the the data we're using is actually falls within, as I understand it, the NOAA Atlas 14 data. Hmm. So it's just. You know, it's a okay. That, it's, it's really complicated. No, that that makes of, sense. Of, that that makes. I just want to uh, let me let me spit it back at you and see if I've got it right. Um, Chris is right that the fourteen is is newer. Um, the staff concern is that it was based on limited uh, data collection and therefore may not be as accurate overall as what's pending in the fifteen or anything else. Because the problem is not stormwater retention pond size but rather conveyance to the stormwater retention pond. Um, and because our standards are so much higher in Santa Rosa County at 100 years, 
even though it's at a even though it's at an older data set, the hundred years offsets that, and the pond size hasn't been the problem. Therefore, there wasn't a need to change to a moderately different, but maybe not as thoroughly reliable data set as NOAA fourteen. Is that do I kind of roughly have all that right? That's a very accurate recap. Okay, good. Phew. <laughs> I finally understand. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for helping me understand that. I think I do now and, you know, kind of get the, the issue. And I just, it's something that comes up a lot, and I felt like it was important to take a little bit of time on it. Meanwhile, some good news. Uh, $4.2 million for the Whiting Aviation Park uh, construction, $2.5 million for Northwest Florida Water Management to uh, offset some of the cost of getting the effluent from being into the sound to going out to Eglin with that pipe that's going to go underneath the sound to get it there. Is that right? That's correct. Those were both... Uh uh, very large awards that the counties received, and and we're very appreciative for that that funding on both of those projects. Your uh, your grant writers and finders, <laughs> they deserve every penny that they earn. I've actually said in the past, I think grant writers maybe ought to get a percentage, <laughs> you know, because they be they, you know they're very 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 good at what they do. And then also, um, you guys were talking yesterday about uh, a study on the feasibility for an aquatic center in the South End. Is that right? Is it in the South End? Well, that that's what the feasibility study will help us to determine. Um, we uh, the board voted to um, uh, negotiate with Baskerville Donovan to do a study for an aquatic center or centers in Santa Rosa County, and uh, this will actually look at you know population size, demand, and and many different aspects, so we can determine if an aquatic center is is needed or appropriate and if so where it will go and if it should be one or two one in the north one in the south uh it's going to be a very extensive study that will help us to determine you know how how we move forward or if we move forward with that type of a project very cool well i know that's something that you know as long as i have lived here for nine years certainly in the gulf breeze tiger point area people have been talking about this and you know because it's funny the dolphins have to go swim somewhere else right they can't swim at home and um so lots of conversations about that that's kind of exciting if it comes to fruition and studying it's obviously the first step and then the last thing i wanted to get to is just this um uh expansion again with uh, demand for more what land or buildings for one of the ice cream the damien's ice cream at the new um uh, industrial park is that right yes damien's uh had initially uh, acquired five acres in the i-10 industrial park uh, since that uh, acquisition uh, they have their business has has taken off and they are actually needing additional space for additional buildings and so they have um, asked for another three acres which the board approved that uh, that agreement yesterday so we're very excited that that that's already you know they're already expanding and they haven't even started their buildings yet so (laughs) that's another big project that we're we're very excited to see coming into one of our industrial parks. No, it's fantastic. Almost sort of a, you sure you only want three more? <laughs> Maybe beyond that. Exactly. And, and it was interesting because I, I don't know if they're connected, but the service station on Cervantes, uh, just west of Palafox, it's been, you know, blighted and non-anything for as long as I've lived here. I believe that um, Damien's Lemonade is going to go in there as the shop that's going to open up that the guy went to city council. And I don't know if it's the same person or if they're connected or maybe you know, completely separate entities, but I think while they're building the distribution center, the 
sort of the outlet might be actually coming to, to uh, Pensacola. So just kind of a weird confluence of development there. It's uh, it's good stuff. Well, I was surprised yesterday to see the um, the chairmanship selection go so smoothly, but we do have a new chairman, Sam Parker, and James Calkins is the vice chairman. And uh, now we're into a new era of uh, the Santa Rosa County Commission. Devan Cook, he is the administrator for the county. Devan, you've been doing a great job. Everybody knows it, and I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and helping us understand what our local government's doing, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew.